Hello, beautiful humans. I'm Zach. And I'm Austin. And, and this, this is The Human Vibe. Should I give up? Or should I just keep chasing pavements? Even if it leads nowhere. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I love, love it. I love just starting this with the song. You know what? Like, it's so funny because every episode we start with the song. Like, before we even like get, get on this, like we have these this little like soundtrack that we play, and it's just kind of like little funky music, like broom ching, and just, or like applauding noises, or do do do, do like a little hype music, but like nothing like real real. Yeah, but it just kind of hypes us up and like makes us feel. Okay, we're Dude, ready for it. This is serious. Yeah, and t- you know what? So, first of all, before we like dive into the conversation, first of all, I'm Zach. I'm Austin. And we are two guys who are engaged. We moved abroad, and we are currently living in Croatia. Um, we have lived in Ireland and Italy. We left Indiana. We made the leap of faith, and we were like, let's live abroad for at least a year let's do this and Mm -hmm. so we're now in croatia and we're sharing our story but um something we're doing today that i think we are wanting to do a lot more of is we're talking about some of the deeper things of like living abroad daily not like it's not i think we have a lot of friends who travel you know maybe they're gone for a week at a time but for us you know we're living in these places three months at a time and we really want to get like down to the nitty-gritty yeah. of the everyday of what it's truly like to live yeah. in these places. And, and that is the human vibe. That's mm-hmm. what we want it to be, is just to talk about the everyday, ultimately. Levels. You know? So today's conversation is uh, a story that comes out of Sicily when we were living in Palermo. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a lot deeper. Um, so, you know, when you travel abroad, it's not always going to be like extremely glamorous right Right, it's not sunshine and rainbows all the time like there is the again the everyday of integrating into this culture into the city into this neighborhood community from every day from going to get groceries to going to throw your trash out to walking the dog it's literally that Every day when you when you leave your front door of your apartment, your Airbnb, this is what it's going to be. And um, we've talked about in the past, you know, about Palermo and what that's like and where we were living. Very just busy city, always awake, very, very, very bustling, di- bustling yeah. diverse um, moments of opportunity because it's a little run down like. But there's beautiful parts and it's very historic and culturally has been conquered by so many different countries and pe- cultures, cultures and yeah, people, and it, which adds to its beautifully diverse yeah. looking population, food, yeah. all of it. But you're you're also going to experience some negative aspects of it. Of and course. It's, like, it's interesting. Like I think somebody that I who's, you know, kind of commentary on travel who I, whom like I really, really respect is Anthony Borden, mm. the late, um, yeah, Rust and power, yeah, power. So he, it's interesting when he would go to places, sometimes he would talk about the rough side, the not so, I love Rick Steves, but I think he, <laughs> Rick Steves is great at the, um, Instagramable moments, you know, I love right. you know us. Yeah. If you've listened to any of our podcasts, we absolutely love and adore Rick Steves. I, so if yeah, you know him, him. 
uh, please share. Let us just share our love and appreciation love for him. him. But but you know what? Like travel isn't always like that. And so today, what True. we're what we're going to talk about is um, something that was pretty traumatic happened mm. to me. Uh, I was mugged mm. in Palermo. I'll tell. I'll talk about some of those details. You know, it's taken me a while to really process it. And any of my close friends who are listening right now, you know, a lot of you reached out, and I want to say thank you. Um, not so, uh, not very long after our trip to Chefalu, uh, this happened, and it actually happened not too far away from where we lived in Palermo. And so it was something that took me a long time to process, but I think what came with that period of, of processing such a, I don't know, I it was pretty, it was traumatic. I mean, I'm not going to try to like minimize it. it. It was very traumatic. And so I think what happened after that, though, was some emotional processing that really has changed me profoundly. Like Austin and I have talked about this a lot, especially in the past few weeks, we've talked about just the way in which we've changed since we lived abroad. And I think today our episode is about something that happened to me, but it really did lead to conversations for both of us that have really kind of changed our outlook on life and just yeah. so many things about us, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, so I, so to start from, I don't want to say the beginning cause I don't want you to have to, you know, relive any sort of traumatic experience, but you know, what, what from that moment are you, are you here to share? Are you here to, to not relive, but to, to story yeah, yeah, yeah. to, yeah. to tell to talk about listening. Yeah, no, truly. Yeah. Um, so it was not long after we got back from Chefalu, like one night I remember I went out and there's this kind of like big public square, not far from the Lidl that we used to go to. And it was, it was such a fun place. Like usually a lot of like young people gather there. And so I went there and I just kind of was like having fun. Um, I think you, the reason why I went by myself is I was just like feeling it. I was like, you know, I want to go out, want to walk around. Yeah. And also was just like not feeling it. It was okay. I was like, it's okay. It's totally mm-hmm. okay. No worries. Um, but I went out and on my way back home, I like encountered this guy and there was like a woman with him and they were like talking to me about something and I remember he was like asking me for money or something like that. And I, this is, so, I mean, you just, it takes sometimes those moments where you're just not thinking yeah. clearly about it. And I reached in my pocket and like when I looked up, it wasn't just those two. There were like two other guys who came up behind me mm-hmm. and they all like lifted me into the air. And um, again, this was like a few blocks away from where we live and they lifted yeah. me up into the air. And I remember I tried to fight back against them, but they would like grab me or punch me or whatever. And, um, mm-hmm. they were reaching into my pockets and one pocket had literally like two of my credit cards and my driver's license. I just like kept my ID with me and my other pocket had my cell phone and, they reached to my cell phone pocket because it was like bulky and I was obviously showing and they grabbed it and they probably for a second may have thought, you know, it was a wallet or something like that. They they just grabbed it so quickly. They just took what they could. Yeah. And I was just like yelling help the entire time. And, um, you know, I, it was scary. It was terrifying because I didn't know what they were going to do. And I remember, just feeling like I have to defend myself no matter what. I didn't know. I don't know what these people are going to do. They were just grabbing me and like 
I, I felt so violated the way that they were just like hitting me and touching me and things like that. And it was scary. It really, it really was. It was really scary. Um, I'm really but, sorry that happened. Oh yeah. And you know, it's, it's like, so we'll, we'll talk more about like the aftermath of it, but it's, 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 it's wild because I think sometimes people, uh, when we talk about being attacked, we talk about the actual attack, but I think what should be emphasize more is like the aftermath of it Mm -hmm. because after it happened was worse it's almost like a tsunami like a tsunami usually happens like at the earthquake or where the mountain falls like into the sea or something like that happens and it's like at first it seems like a, a you know like a pin drop but then all of a sudden it turns into like this huge thing and i think that's how we as humans are like we process emotion so much more after trauma. And so that's what happened with me. And so that night I got away. Thank God. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was so yeah. happy. They didn't have a gun. I'm so happy. They didn't have no, knives. You like came away physically. Like I, I did defend myself and I, yeah. I, and it's scary being in those mm-hmm. situations when you have so many more people around you, but I will say, thank God they didn't have a gun. They didn't have knives. Mm. They didn't have anything like that. And I could tell they just wanted money or my phone. Yeah. And they grabbed my phone and they got away and i remember i ran back to the apartment and i was just freaking out and yeah. i we i, I woke <laughs> you were sleeping and i woke you up and i just was freaking out and we had and we, to like call our phone yeah, provider we, we immediately and, started to cancel anything uh, cancel all shut your of phone it, yeah. off yeah we just just going through the steps in that moment of what to do about the phone yeah and and, and you know what thankfully we live in an age now where yeah, like technology is definitely, it can be, it's it's a help, but can it can seriously be such a hindrance sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> in moments like story. that. And you're like, oh shoot, all my, you know, all my data is on my phone. You yeah. know, <laughs> what and if they break into my phone, you know? It, exactly. And, and I think that was a part of the aftermath, that sort of, Free, yeah, you know, I that, freaked out. the anxiety freaked out. of, of not only being attacked physically, but like they grabbed your phone and. And it has my life in it. It's weird how everything. Much, I remember like this is so now let's talk about the aftermath. Yeah. One, that night, I was having night terrors. Like, yeah. y'all, I'm not gonna I'm I'm being yeah. so serious. I kept having night terror after night terror. And this lasted lasted for like five nights. It it lasted like a week basically, where I would go to sleep. And I would be barely asleep and I would have a dream, but it would always be this very traumatic, like somebody grabbing me, somebody like choking me. It it was the night terror part. That, like it just, you, you could tell like mentally it had affected me so much. And people were at the same time had been reaching out to me on Facebook and via text. And they were just like, hey, because I had posted something on Facebook a few days later mm-hmm. And people kept saying, hey, you know, are you doing okay? Like, I saw this. I'm so sorry it happened, which was so beautiful. I really appreciated it. At the same time, I think I was, I kept telling people, I was like, you know, I'm still processing. I'm trying to figure out. I was still going through these nights where I could not sleep. I could not sleep. I had night terrors. And until the sun came up, I could not go to sleep. It like, Wow. It changed my sleeping schedule. No, no, no. It's, it's, there are so many people out there, like 
people even like listening who have gone through trauma that keeps them up at night because maybe they have a memory of something that happened at night that terrifies them, you know? And so I think it gave me such a perspective, but that was kind of the first stage. And in the next stage, I had these powerful realizations about like my phone. Oh yeah. (laughs) Do you remember that? uh, Yeah. I mean, I remember like the, the, you just having moments of just like, where's my phone or like grabbing for it. Like we all inherently just reach for our phone back pocket and our purse on the table. It, you know, again, it goes back to technology is a great asset, but it also can be an incredible hindrance at the same time. So talk about, talk about, you know, that first week, second, third week with it, without your phone and what, how you were feeling emotionally about it. Yeah. I, Man, y'all, yeah. seriously, I have dealt with like certain addictions in my life, you know, whether it's food or whether it's, you know, whatever it is, you know, I alcohol, whatever. It's like there are certain addictions that you have to exercise, address, well, and just find self-control on. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be honest with you, when I got my phone stolen and mm-hmm. I didn't have it at all, Man, the first week, I felt like I was going through extreme withdrawal. Wow. No joke. Babe, I was like, I remember I felt itchy. That sounds weird, but I felt itchy. Yeah. Well, like, what were you, I mean, go into the details. Like, what were you wanting to do? It was. Where was your brain subconsciously being? I had, my brain had been so, okay, this is so weird, but listen, y'all keep an open mind. But but think about the way that you think about your phone and, and mm. in these scenarios. Think mm. about this. So, like, there was a time where, like, if I didn't know something, let's say that I'm, like, cooking dinner and I don't know how to cook something or I don't remember the recipe, I would just Google it. Yeah. Or I would think about a person and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, wait, you know, what what's going on in their life? And I would look it up on Facebook and I'd be like, oh, they're there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I would talk about somebody and be like, how do they look? Oh pull it up how's the weather going to be tomorrow boom pull, pull it up, it up. Every, uh, i'm watching this movie on with this celebrity what else have they been and boom pull, pull it, it up, up. imdb let me, let me see what's happening on instagram what are people doing boom pull, pull it, it up. up wikipedia pull it up you know WM- so WMD. the first week i couldn't do that and i was like oh, oh no <laughs> Just like withdraw. I mean, but seriously, I'm not making light. I promise. I'm not making light Mm. of people who go through a serious drug withdrawal, but it felt that way Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I constantly wanted to grab it. And I told you, I literally told Austin, I remember one day I was like crying and I was like, I know that I, you know, got beat up and I know that like those people attacked me and they hurt me and they were horrible and I was scared. But like the worst part of this is that I don't have my phone. Yeah, I remember it. It was incredibly <laughs> frustrating for you. It was hard to was feel hard. like I could do anything. Like, how did, like, you did, know? In a way, you felt like they took, that was, they, you felt powerless. Yeah. You, you, we used our phone to be so connected in so many ways. My sit, like, I voice oh, text yeah. my sister almost every single day. And I message my friends constantly. I, I really rely on that. You're also and in a foreign country where a foreign you don't country. speak the language. Exactly. And I would, 
here's a news flat like or a uh, uh, uh what do you say a spoiler alert <laughs> that i didn't get a phone for another month and a half i went like a month and a half without a phone uh, and, and i mean i i watched as like the you know the first week turned into a second and the second yeah. turned into a third and specifically about the phone i watched as you and, and you can talk more about this but talk about how you started to have these sort of revelations about like when I get a phone, I'm not going to be on it. Like I've, I've, I now see you, you would see it in me, like yeah. picking up my phone constantly or just yeah. in, inherently just like checking the time, boom, put it back, check the weather, boom, put it back. Yeah. Talk about that. I think that I actually, um, it sounds so strange, but it's like when I lived in Ireland, I had a phone the entire time and it still felt like I was very, I don't know. It's not, it, it wasn't that different from the U S to be honest yeah being in italy was terrifying but Mm. then being in italy without a phone i was really forced it it was so interesting so not having a phone i was so much more productive i would say Mm. in certain ways i don't think in the ways that other people would think they're like oh you're really productive you went out and you know, accomplished all of these things and like built something new. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your productivity but, comes from, but sometimes productivity also means working on yourself. Exactly. And it, trying to go oh. through the pain that you hold on to rethinking it and really like thinking about it and going, okay, okay, okay. <sighs> let me let that go and let me move on, you know? And I think that because yeah. if you're constantly distracted, you can't do that. I was going to say it helped you you know, from experiencing something incredibly traumatic and not necessarily having that distraction to to fall into. And you had many moments. Of, Using it as a crutch. Yeah. But yeah. you had many moments by yourself where you were just like. Oh, I was only, yeah, I was only, I was only with myself. I mean, I had my laptop, but I mean, I didn't, I wasn't on it that often other no. than to write. I mean, yeah. I, I love writing and I love. You're an incredible writer. Thank you. And I love like working on things like working on the website that we're doing and working on some other things. But I think during that time I would walk schnitzel and I remember leaving the house eventually after a few weeks without a cell phone and starting to like look around at the world and not see things as a moment to capture on a camera because it's so funny when you have your, your phone and you see something that you're like, Oh, I need to capture this. This is so beautiful. You just pull out your phone and you do it. Oh yeah. It's so but I true. think when you don't have that opportunity, sometimes you see something and you're like, let me look at this and let me study it and let me truly remember it. Let me put let it me in absorb my, every moment. Every moment. Let me every live in moment. this exact now. And and you put it somewhere in your brain, in your thoughts. Even if you slip for just two like seconds, a second, whatever, half a second, to grab your phone open it up, look at the camera app, turn it. Then you're looking at life through a camera. You're looking at you, life through a phone. You've missed a moment. But living all of those moments after that, mm-hmm. after losing my phone, you know, the rest of November and early December in Palermo, I had so many beautiful moments that taught me things that I think I would have never learned. And we'll talk about it in other podcasts, but I think emotionally, you know, it was a turning point for me personally because I began to like see the world in a way where it's like, you know what? 
live it for the moment that it is. This moment is for now, you know, and sometimes I, I, I love like being able to, to record things and being able to document things. I think that's also so beautiful, but at the same time, what we're doing has taught me, Hey, you know what? Some moments in life are meant to be as precious as the thing that fly, like a butterfly that flies on your hand and then it flies away mm. and you're probably never going to have that butterfly in your hand again. Yeah. It's important to, but to it, did, recognize it doesn't, and live in the yeah, but it doesn't you. take away. It actually makes that moment more beautiful. And so it's like some moments yeah. of life. And so we'll talk about that. And I, I think, you know, going through something so traumatic as being beaten up for my phone and mm. just being so terrified about my identity being stolen. But, you know, even the ugliest things in life can be used in the future to There's, really be a beautiful moment that, that blossoms into something else. And for me, it, it was that. Yeah. I wrote those, more than I ever had, you know. Those two months that we were still in Sicily, um, after that happened, it was a lot of like just f- just focus in on growth, focus in on, on what had happened, focus in on how we can protect ourselves you know sometimes you know the world we live in we had to understand that like it's important to protect your energy protect your physical self be mindful and it goes back to you know in those seconds you can whip out your phone and take a photo a second two seconds a blink of an eye but it's important to in every aspect of life just be mindful and in the moment yeah being in the moment mindfulness man it is so powerful it is it really is you know and and it it really changed me and it's changed the way that i've approached things and it's a lot came from that a lot of pain trauma growth yeah realizations just you know a moment of you know and you could talk about it like you felt this just sense of untrust from the city, untrust from the streets we were distrust, living in. Distrust. D- distrust from yeah, the city, yeah. distrust from the where we were and and what that feels like. Yeah, yeah. When you're, you're like, I'm still here. I'm still living this everyday existence, you know. You kind of alluded to earlier, like, it, t- it took about f- maybe three weeks for you to... To, to even be able to leave the house leave by the myself. House by I'm, yourself. Y'all, I'm not kidding. Like, it took me like three or four weeks to leave the house... That by storm. myself because I was so scared, you know, and I, mm. it, it really opened up my eyes in so many ways to like all the people who've been hurt or abused, you know, it's like, there are people like, let's just call it out. Let's just call it out. Let's just be honest right now. Right. Like people who've experienced racism, you feel violated. And then you feel like because of the color of my skin or where I'm from, I feel like I'm going to be hurt. You, know, you have no control. Misogyny. You, you're a woman who walks out and you go to a job interview. And if you're the yeah. person, you know, interviewing you is misogynistic or sexist, you feel scared. If you're somebody who is gay or you're somebody who's experienced violence or whatever it is, if you go mm-hmm. out in public, it is always scary. But yeah. I have to say, Power like, is taken away from you. But the thing I think that I really want to reiterate is that I know people personally in the u.s especially Mm. who are scared of traveling for because they think these incidences what i went through being hurt being violated Mm -hmm. and the fear that 
all the people I just mentioned, they go through that. And I cannot imagine walking out your door every single day in a, in a society around you that has done that to you, you know, and you, you feel, you do feel powerless. Trying to navigate through that. How, how do yeah. you navigate when you feel like you have no control or yeah. no car, like the carpet is just ripped out from under your feet? It, exactly. Wow. But I have to say like traveling, it, it, it doesn't change my mind at all about going to other countries. I don't think that is going to be like any more likely, especially, I think it's actually going to be less likely happening in a lot of the countries we're going to than in the U.S. And I think a lot of people are scared mm. of traveling for that reason. But I want to say, hey, you know what? I was attacked in Italy, but I'm going to go back. In fact, I, we're going back in July. I was literally, <laughs> I was literally going to ask, like, you know, after you know our two months in Palermo, after that happened, what what is your like feeling and opinion of yeah. the city? Would you go back? Would yeah, you... I would. We, you know what? After after all of that happened, I went back out. I went to the market by myself Mm -hmm. because you know what? Like you have to like really realize like these things happen for a reason. And the people who grab my phone, they're probably experiencing poverty. Uh, They're probably going through a lot. They were probably experiencing, you know, some sort of affliction that was causing them to want to attack me. And I think that's one of the things that I really focused on when I was going through my healing process was I was like, it's okay, Zach. Not every human being is going to do that too. These humans did it. Yeah. There was a reason. And even if the reason was they were being selfish or they just decided that that day they wanted to do it, then that's still a reason. But you have to realize that not every human being is going to do that. And like you have to like remind yourself that humanity is always capable of greatness just as much as they're capable of the horrible things. But we seem to remember the horrible things a lot more than the great things. Yeah, right? they have a stronger impact, a stronger yeah. hold on you. And and you were talking yourself through it. You had to take, oh, yeah. take time, take the space. Oh, yeah. I, I had to verbally talk myself through things. Exactly. It, there is power in that. And I know people are like, you're talking to yourself. That sounds crazy or not crazy. Oh, not but that, just, that, that sounds abnormal. I don't no, want to say crazy. That's not a nice word, but... It's like, yeah. no, it's not. It's not abnormal. You sometimes need your mouth to speak something that your ears need to hear, you know, that they need to put digest, need to, to really that process. Out. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So for me, I think I was going through this period where I was like, you're okay. You're fine. Mm. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. Like you're safe. You, you're going to be okay. You took something, you've worked through it you're addressing it you're saying the truth about what had actually happened and and through that you know what what came out of that what sort of lesson not lesson to be learned but what sort of moment in life did you what what did you take from that from having those conversations with yourself i think it helps you to really like grow empathy mm. because it's like if you can I think forgiveness requires a level of empathy. I think when you forgive someone, you get to a place where you say, you know what? I have thought enough about what they've gone through, what that human being is telling me, what, no matter what it is, it's like something that they can't control, something that they did out of pain, something, whatever it is that they did or who they are, whatever. If you listen to a human being and they tell you, Hey, this happened, it's like, it helps you to forgive them. And I think when you forgive them, you're almost doing that 
for them, even if they haven't done it for you. And so I, I think I got to a point where I really did sit back and I said, you know what? Somebody who does that, they either do it out of complete selfishness or they do it out of desperation. Yeah. And out of selfishness, I can be like, well, then there must have been a group of five people who were completely selfish and they all met on this night or they all know each other. Mm. Or I can say someone, if not everyone in that group, was in a state of desperation, which was probably caused by somebody else other than me. And they're passing on the pain to me that somebody else caused them. Mm. And it's like that is where forgiveness comes from. And it's empathy. And so it's like, that's what I learned, you know, those days when I was talking myself through it, it was almost like I was telling myself the facts, like these people stopped you, you were a target walking home on all by yourself. They stopped you. They saw your phone. They lifted you up. You fought back and they fought you. They grabbed your phone and they wanted to go hawk it. They wanted to sell it because they probably won it for something. Yeah they have some form of desperation. And so it's like at that point I was be, I was like able to be like, okay, well the people around me in this market are all buying groceries. They're not in a form like they're not in desperation right now and whatever. And suddenly I was able to forgive. And as I was able to forgive, I was able to be easy around other people mm-hmm. and to it, process it yeah. and, to, and to kind of reintegrate yourself back into like, okay, Yes, I had to. I what is normal anymore? What is normal in in this neighborhood that we live in? What Man. is normal in this country that we Yeah, are but, here. But Austin, you know what? Like what I think about is I I'm just blown away by like survivors of domestic violence. Well, yeah. Oh my god. That gosh. they it, it's just so incredible to me how many of them go back into society and then how many of them also get to a point where they need help and, and how often help is refused because it's very limited because society is like, no, you have to continue on. Why are you acting this way? Get over it. No. Oh my gosh. Mm. Wow. Like being physically abused or being verbally abused, being emotionally abused, being abused in general, it does cause you to not trust. Yeah. It does cause you to have fear you know, and it's like, Seclude I think, yourself. yeah, and we need to have so much more grace for people who go through that, you know, because I had never been through something like that. I know a lot of people who have, I'd never been through, it was very physically abusive. It was very scary. I thought mm-hmm. I was going to die. Yeah. Um, wow. I had night terrors for a week afterwards and I know people to this day who, went through years of abuse and you know, they're a decade out and they still have night terrors about it. And so it's like, we have to have, I think this experience in, in Italy really shaped me, yeah. really changed me because and, and it's the reason why like so months after, no, it's, it's not a sorry thing. It's more like a, you know what? It happened and it's really opened up my eyes, but it's also caused me to see other people, and to recognize that, you know what, it's sad how common abuse is. It's sad how common. Wow, it really is. You know, this type of abuse is. And. All over the world. Yeah. And. From it, you you were just finding 
just this place of what what again what forgiveness is what true empathy yeah. is what true love is yeah and, and and trying to navigate through trauma and through healing while also forgiving and 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 been not moving past it but isn't forgiveness a part of that process of like how you know it's always this is always happened this is happened it's not going to go away but how can i take it and continue on being this person that I am and, and growing from it and learning and adapting. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. I mean, since we've moved to Europe, I mean, before, I think we should have a, we should seriously have a whole episode about spilling the complete tea about before we left the U S true. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> oh Lord. You know, because yeah. I think we've, we've both in, wow. been in a place where we have inflicted pain on other humans and we've both been in a place where we have hurt one another, hurt, hurt one another, but, and also been hurt by other people. And, and pain is just such a sad part of like the human existence, but it's something that we all have to work through. And I think since we've moved abroad, since we've kind of separated ourselves in many ways mm. from, you know, the society in which we were like raised and United born, States. But yeah, but I mean, we've been able to also step away from everything we knew to to truly take time to heal. And I think like Italy and this whole experience is part of that. And for us, it's, it is like really, really wild just to think about how, you know, I was like mugged <laughs> not far from our apartment. And then that caused me to start thinking about the ripples of it other instances in my life that I felt really hurt by and to be like, wait, if you can sit back and you can talk yourself through why somebody physically assaulted you, then you can go back through so many parts of your life and say, wow, I can now see that this person did that because they, they were probably themselves like hurt by someone else. True forgiveness. Yeah. It helps you to forgive. Yeah. You're an amazing person. You're incredible to 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 have those sort of internal conversations with yourself and figure that out and reflect on it and to not not even to blossom from the pain and the hurt that has been inflicted on you as an as a human as for many humans it happens and to to figure out what does that forgiveness look like for you yeah it's it is like one, you're just as amazing because oh <laughs> because I don't think I could get through this without you. Like, oh. I think our love, like for one another, and our friendship, and our dedication, and just we're we're not we are. I sometimes I'm like we're a little bit weird. We're a little bit abnormal. A lot of our friends would probably say that we are a little bit weird. Us? We're a little out there. Weird, <laughs> not eyes of the fly. We're a little wild. We are. Hootie <laughs> hoo. <laughs> But I think like that love and that acceptance of being wild, both of us like has really like propelled me to, I don't know, like I think throughout this stage, after everything that went on, like the most powerful message that I have from living in Sicily was overcoming hardships really does cause you to look back at all the things that hurt you before. Like for me, like a lot of people, I think um and a lot of especially a lot of people in the lgbtq plus community it's like i felt very hurt by my parents like they didn't accept me Mm. you know they didn't fully accept me and they're very evangelical very you know uh, you know 
it's a sin to be gay and all of that stuff. And I really struggled with it. I, I struggled with trying to please them constantly and feeling like I was never going to be good enough. Yeah. An emotional struggle between and, yeah. that connection. And I know they love me, you know, but, but feeling like that constantly feeling yeah. like, you know what, if I'm always like a recognition of sin in your eyes, like if I'm, if every time I walk in the room, it's always like, you think about my sin at some point, my quote unquote sin at some point, it makes you feel very like down on yourself. And I think you when don't truly feel seen as a person. Yeah. And that was, that was a poison that was like really under my skin for a long time. And it caused me to, to feel very like angry and hurt by my parents. But I think going through what I did in Italy, whenever I started going, okay, well, you know what? These people hurt me in this way. And this is why mm. it made me start questioning everything in my life. Like if you think back to any horrific situation in your life and you really try to, it's so hard wow. and it's not always going to be possible, yeah. but really try to think about like, why would they do that from a very like emotionally intelligent perspective? Sometimes you really like wow yourself and you go, oh my goodness, like that they were just doing what they knew. And it's like, I'm still in a healing process with my parents and with my family in certain ways because I'm like trying to understand yeah, exactly. why they have done some of the things they've done. But I think that's a pow- That's how you forgive is you get to a place where you suddenly go. Thinking about why yes, this yeah. happened to me, but being like, you know what this again this probably happened to them and this was taught and this was taught and this was taught generation by generation by generation they also may be a person who will willfully chooses to be ignorant and willfully chooses to be mean and selfish absolutely that is also a possibility in life Mm -hmm. and with those human beings you create boundaries and you say i don't need that negative energy in my life i this is my (laughs) space this is the energy i need hallelujah that is ta ta for for now until you you figured out what you need to figure yeah, out yeah because you know what Bro. grazie sicilia Gra- like thank you so much sicily mm-hmm. because i grazie. think when i was there grazie. i really did learn from the toughness of the place from the toughness of palermo and You're going through being so mugged. strong i i hate to say it because i hate i hate the phrase so much but when people mm. are like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger okay kelly it's hard to admit that that's the truth, but it's the truth. But it's the truth. Mm, it really, really is. Yeah, and um, it's the truth. Because again, I'm really sorry yeah. that happened. I, I love you. And Thank I, you. And here we are. Yeah. Through that. Yeah. Together and still, still <sighs> adapting and yeah. growing from that. And yeah. so, like, take a deep <sighs> breath in, y'all. I, I have to say. That probably just was so much emotional, just so many emotions coming out. But Austin and I like have not talked about this mm. in this way until now. And so that was very real. That was very honest. Like this whole thing, I know it sounds weird, but being mugged in a foreign country caused me to one, be aware of like my addiction to my phone because it got stolen and it helped propel me into like being more creative and creating more ideas and things like that for a podcast for from a website the pain came art from the yeah. pain came beauty absolutely from the struggle and came i think a beautiful flower from there it also went to 
thinking about a lot of the ways in my life in which other people have hurt me and maybe they didn't mean to and maybe they did. And it helps you to like really look at it and say, you know what? If I can forgive somebody who randomly mugs me in the street, yeah, then I can look at somebody in my family and you know what? Maybe they are selfish and maybe they are not a whole, not a nice person, that they're a bad person. And that means I need to create a boundary or maybe there's somebody who's hurt, who's gone through a lot of things in their life that have brought them to this point. And so I understand it. And it's like, I don't know, it's, it's wild to think that I, something like that could be turned into this whole philosophical question oh. of like personal growth. You know, what I mean? Welcome to living with that. But no, this, and this is the human vibe though. It's like these true. We're here to share it. We're here to, to talk about the, the real human experience in every facet real, of it. You know what? Because like, that's how we learn. That's how we grow is are these human experiences. And we sharing, learn from each other and you know? sharing. Exactly. I'm a huge proponent of that and sharing those stories. So I think, you know, in future episodes we'll, we'll, dive into oh, some like, of like talk about coffee and how coffee is like indicative of culture and, and stuff it, like that. And, and talking about what what really drove us to do this and where we yeah. were in in our relationship and it, it's so many so many layers and facets of being being human and you're not alone no, we're here not with at you. All. No, we're here to love you and to support you and to encourage you and empathize with you and Thank you for sharing your story. And again, I'm so sorry. You're amazing human. And no, don't be sorry. It's okay. Hey, I'm okay. I have another show. I was there to throw hands. No, <laughs> no, I have another phone. And we got it. Thank you. And, Ava. Ult- and ultimately, oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. But ultimately, I know that I'm here because of the support of so many beautiful friends amazing and people, amazing, family and chosen family. Humans. And I'm just so appreciative of you, the tribe out there. Like you all are wonderful. And I've learned a lot. And like we both have. Like I don't want to make this be like, oh, I was the only one who went through things. Because I think we now, after this, need to hear you talk about it. Because you have gone through so much as well. Just like going through this with me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So podcast for another day absolutely and but i love you and um yeah and thank you sorry that happened thank you all like seriously i know that this was it was probably a really heavy conversation at times it really i know it can be you know going through something like this and then the aftermath of it but i want to say like to anybody out there if you are a victim of violence or domestic violence or abuse of any kind you know seriously it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to take time. It's okay to like, if you feel overwhelmed at times, seriously, like reach out seriously. Like, I mean that just because it is, it's hard. And yeah. And if you're somebody who, who is just going through a lot emotionally and it's causing you to be, you know, have violent outbursts or whatever, it's like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay. Part of the healing process. It is. It's part of the human experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Seriously. Um, ah, ah, so take a breath. <sighs> Thank you for listening. We love uh, you all so I'm really much. excited to talk about our next adventure in Sicily, in Sicilia. And we are going to Saracusa because that was probably a month after everything had happened with the, the mugging and what that experience was like. You know? Yeah, it was probably four weeks actually. Yeah, yeah and I'm weeks. real excited to kiki about it. 
Um, but again, thank you for listening. And y'all seriously remember to chase your happiness. Yes. And thanks for vibing with us. Bye. Thank you.